Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Tag talk underway. Doug Swinhart in studio. It's been a while, Doug. How you been? Absolutely wonderful, Steve. It's great to be in here. And you know, I got to mention, Black Tuesday came and went without a whole lot of fanfare. What? Oh, you What's that? No, oh this was the big May rollout for Microsoft Windows 10 moving into the next edition of Windows 10. And they, they canceled the May, and they went, and they decided to roll it out last Tuesday with some dip. And, you know, everybody got all weird, and it seemed to kind of come and go, and the problems weren't near as much as they thought they were going to be, which is good. Yeah, for sure. Um, we, we do good. Uh, people calling in or texting in from time to time. What's next? You know, what's beyond Windows 10? Oh, you know, this is really a question of the ages. And if you read through their licensing, it's really difficult to determine when. Now they're talking about, like, new complete package upgrades twice a year. And they're going to be spattering updates in between that as well. I'm not, there doesn't seem to actually be rhythm to how they're rolling this stuff out it's it's really bizarre the more time you try to study the microsoft bulletins and explain this the less clear it seems to become it's it's really (laughs) it's quite complex yeah so we're really not sure at this point in time by the way 651-989-9226 uh, Tag Talk with Doug underway for the entire hour today. It's all about your calls and your texts. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. And by the way, we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program today. We'll just tell you that up front. Uh, a lot of pent-up demand. It's been a while. Of course, uh, the twin schedule uh, kind of determines when when we're on the air. Uh, let's go to uh, Dick in Bloomington. Dick, you're on the air. Hello. Hi, guys. Um, quick question. What is Optane memory, and is it good? It can be. Um, Intel came out with adding a small SSD drive back when SSD drives were a little more expensive, and they would actually put the operating system on the Optane drive. Uh, not all computers can use it. And a lot of them, I've had several of them where by taking out the Optane drive and going to a pure solid-state drive, I have actually increased the performance. So it's both good and bad. Uh, you can get all kinds of reviews. It seems to work better with the AMD chips, even though it's an Intel product, which is kind of strange. Uh, generally, it's the opposite. If it's Intel, everything stays Intel. If it's AMD, everything stays AMD. It was a great concept. Back when SSD drives were, like, really expensive, uh, today I just don't think that it's necessary to start adding that to your computer. With that said, I have seen a lot of laptops that it's just built into at this point, in addition to a secondary SSD drive being used for data and whatnot. So, yeah, it's an interesting concept. 
I, I think it was overrated when it first came out. I think today, when most people start working on computers, it can add a level of complexity to the configuration, which does seem to change some things. And thank you for the call. I hope that helps. All right, good call to get us started. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. Doug's in for the entire hour today. 81807 here at CCO. Doug, we, we get a lot of calls and texts on the program about solid-state drives and older computers. How do you determine if... An older computer is upgradable to a solid-state drive. You know, today you're going to be hard-pressed to find one that has a standard IDE hard drive interface. If it has a SATA, S-A-T-A, a SATA interface, it's capable of taking a solid-state drive. Now, with that said, some of the older computers, the rate that the data will travel through the bus will only go to... 3 gigabytes, some of them even 1.5 gigabytes per second, where the new computers will go all the way up to 6 gigabytes per second of data transfer to and from the hard drive. Yes, you're not going to get the full performance, but nonetheless, you're going to quadruple the overall performance of your computer regardless of your bus speed. So if it has a SATA interface, you're good to go. Right, and they are... Affordable. Oh my God! They're you know, giving them away practically. Know, Two hundred and forty gig SSD drive, twenty seven dollars and ninety nine cents. It's just insane. And these Inland Professionals, supposed to be an off brand, I have yet to have a one go bad on me. I don't know how many I put in computers. Now, if you're wanting to do a drive mirror, then I suggest you spend a little bit more money and you step up to a Samsung. Samsung is still. In my opinion, the cream of the crop SSD drive. But most computers will do just fine with an inland professional, and you'll save anywhere from $30 to $80, depending on the size of the drive that you buy. But it's, and with a laptop, because they don't take any, hardly a fraction of the power, and they create, they don't create any heat, it really is a no brainer. Is it a do it yourself? project can be i've actually had several people call me and i've walked them through it on the phone a um, couple people have actually done install linux uh, once they go through that it's a good learning experience it really is be prepared to spend anywhere from eight to ten hours uh, doing some research so your interest might not lay in technology but it, it could quickly spark i've even had some customers first time right out of the shoot do dual boots with Windows and Linux. So, yeah, it's absolutely doable. Absolutely. We have a follow-up on our text line at 81807. That is 81807. Can you partition SSD drives? I mean... Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah they're, it's It will operate like a normal hard drive, just faster, cleaner, much, much less heat, and no noise whatsoever. But other than that, it is it is a hard drive. It's... It, in every sense of the word. And then multiple operating systems are available as well? Yeah. I mean, well, if you want to have Linux and Windows. When you get into that kind of thing, it's usually pretty simple to do two. If you get into like three, four, and five boot sectors, then it can get a little bit more complex, and you have to determine which operating system is going to actually control what's called the master boot record. And I actually prefer that Linux control that. Uh the new Windows, by the way, they've kind of relented. 
They're allowing people to install Linux underneath Windows. I personally don't agree with that topology, but hey, at least you're getting your fingers into the into the operating system and you're able to play with it even on a new machine that's using complete secure boot and UEFI configuration settings. Yeah, it's a it's a great way to go. It really is. All right, before we go to break, we should remind people phone lines are open if you want to talk to Doug about your computer, hardware, or software, whatever, feel free to call the program right now. 651 651- Nine eight nine nine two two six. You can text eight one eight zero seven, and that's good for all our programs here on CCO eight one eight zero seven. From our text line, uh, th- this is a pretty good question, and the person on the text line wants to use some financial software. There are versions for Windows ten and for Linux. Which version would you recommend? You know, when it comes to the actual software on the operating system, it's more a matter of how you perceive the input and output and the screen display. It really has nothing to do with the operating system. Now, with that said, anytime I deliver a computer where I've set up a dual boot, Windows and Linux, I generally tell people, in my opinion, they should stay in Linux as much as possible. It's much more secure It's much more safe. I encourage them to stay in Linux unless they are required for the software that they need that's Windows compliant. If not, I would absolutely go with the Linux. But the nice thing is, is if this individual that texts us, Steve, if they said I've got both of mine, well, put both the trial versions on and give them both the world. I think they'll end up going with Linux if they're comfortable with the operating system. Quick break. We have more coming up with Doug. It is Tech Talk. He's in studio through 2 o'clock today here on CCO. We'll go to the text line again, 81807. That is 81807. It's a question about a MacBook Pro and uh, security software. We'll, we'll get into that. And the phone lines, by the way, are open. Great time to call right now. Don't wait till the end of the program. 651 989 9226. We invariably have people waiting on hold when we need to say goodbye for the news at 2 o'clock. 651 989 9226 or text 81807 here at CCO. Tech Talk underway on this Saturday at CCO. Doug's in studio for the entire hour. And if you have a question about your computer, hardware, software, whatever, Feel free to call the program a little bit later on today. We'll be live at Target Field. It is Joe Mauer Day as number seven will be retired by the Twins. And it should be a, a great, great day at uh, Target Field. Game two of the three-game set with the Royals coming up on the radio tonight. Our pregame show gets uh, started at 5.30. The Joe Mauer ceremony after six and then first pitch with Corey and Danny to follow. And then Eric Nelson with a final pitch. Tonight, your calls and texts on the game here on CCO. All right, from our text line, I have a late 2013 MacBook Pro laptop. Nice machine. Uh, The texter says it's been great. It's up to date. I've been running a vast security, and I've been on a VPN. I'm not doing that anymore. I want to run something, though, for peace of mind. What do you recommend? Yeah, you know, the the Mac operating system – And I think VPNs have been a bit overrated. 
And the reason this individual probably stopped using it was because of Internet performance. No matter what they do, if you're running everything through another server, your performance is going to be decreased somewhat. I think that with his Mac, he is absolutely fine with Avast or Malwarebytes or Sophos. Any one of those is a perfect, perfect security system uh, for the Mac. I, I don't think he needs any more, Steve. I really don't. So good to go. I think so. I'm um, I'm pretty happy with uh, the the OSs that are coming out of Apple. Uh, they're coming out with another upgrade coming up here, which is exciting. Going to be fun to watch. Uh, I think they're doing a great job. And the big thing is, is with our backups now, because of the way that ransomware is coming back onto the scene, just make absolutely certain that you have complete copies of all of your important data that is not automatically synchronizing from your computer. Now, as you know, the Apple Corporation gives their, their, their customers a chance to synchronize all their devices continuously online. And I almost think that at least one of them should not be involved in that due to what could happen if ransomware took over. If it took over, you wouldn't be held ransom to pay the money because, well, you got to copy all your data. Strip one of them out, start fresh, go from piece to piece to piece to piece, and use your time machine or your Apple backup or your iCloud to repopulate your data to your other machines and then get your synchronization set back up. It's a, I like Macs. I always have. Good machines. Yeah, and uh, like I say, I had a problem with my iPhone. I was traveling. Uh, it was time for a new one anyway. I popped into the uh, nearest mall I could find down in Arizona, went into the AT&T store, and I had my a new phone with all my stuff on it in about 30 minutes. All it the took bells, a while. All it the bells a, and whistles, bang, 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 and done. Yeah, it, it, it took a little while. I mean, you know, it wasn't instantaneous. It took a while for all this stuff to upload, but I had all my contacts and all that sort of stuff. Um the backup when it comes to Mac products is pretty slick. Oh, the you, you, you know, you really couldn't ask for anything more. Um, I recently also just got a new Samsung S10 Plus, and unfortunately it looks like Nancy's going to need a new phone. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to let her have my S10 Plus, and I'm going to wait and get the new Google Pixel 4. Less money, but somebody's got to start testing these oh, things. Oh, sure. So, Why not? Uh, but at half the price, it's well worth the taking a look at. So I think that's the way we're going to go. Even in my experience with my S10 Plus, had everything back in in minutes because I had everything up in the clouds under my Gmail accounts. But I have to admit, Steve, it took me a good 8 to 10 days to really get familiar yeah. with, the, with the new bells and whistles and buttons and love the phone. Takes excellent pictures. And just so you know, I have never taken a good picture in my entire life until I got that phone. You can't screw them up. I, you seriously can't. Yeah, you, you click it on the pro part and you just aim, set what you want, and just hit the button. For some reason, overnight, I'm a professional photographer. <laughs> yeah, it, it is incredible the technology they pack in to those uh, mobile phones. All right, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Tony, you're on the air. Hello. Yeah, hey guys, um, got a question. I got a uh and it won't charge. It says connected but not charging. I replaced the the battery. I replaced the charging port, and I replaced the charger. Well, that's very unusual. If you if you replace both the battery and the AC adapter, 
Then it has something to do with the motherboard itself. Um, and it depends on your machine. I just recently put a new motherboard in a Lenovo, and I was able to pick up that motherboard for $59 brand new. And if I'm going to be putting that type of work into a, into a laptop, I prefer to get new and or refurbished. Um, used, sometimes it can be kind of a crapshoot. And when you go to that much work of taking them down to absolutely nothing but the frame, but that's, you're probably needing a new motherboard. Now, there are some laptops that have like a power inverter that can be changed. You should try to go to the manufacturer's website and see if you can locate a service manual for this machine. And this would actually give you the the part structure. And it's very possible you could do that on your own. I hope that helps. But this is a tough, tough problem. And thank you so much. Have a good weekend. 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. If you're having a problem with your computer, hardware, or software, whatever, feel free to call the program Tech Talk underway on this Saturday. Um, Doug, quick follow-up on that and batteries and battery life. I remember once upon a time when laptops uh, came out, you had to be very careful in, in how you trained these batteries up and charged them up 100%. The, the thing I've noticed about any of this portable equipment anymore these batteries are pretty tough and, and can take a lot of abuse. Drain them all the way down, charge them up, charge them 50%, pull them off the charger. They, they don't seem as finicky anymore. Absolutely. You are right on the money. And, you know, this battery technology, to me, has, is just mind-boggling. My, my Samsung, for example, I can charge one Samsung phone to another. If one's got a full charge, I can give my partner... without even a charger. My wireless charger, if I am at absolutely nothing on my S10 Plus, I pop that baby in, and in less than an hour, I have a full charge, which will last, well, in remote, almost seven days. It's just mind-boggling to me how far batteries. Now, the new phones, most of them are not user-replaceable for the batteries. It can be done, but it's quite the chore. A lot of them now no longer use screws, and you got to heat them up to take the front end or the backs off. And it's getting pretty complex to get them apart. But you are right on the money. These batteries are, are unbelievable. And, in fact, most people don't realize this, but Silicon Valley in California, the big tech center, I have to believe that at least 70% of Silicon Valley is dedicated to future battery. It's it's a tremendous technology, and I think we are just scratching the surface of where we're going to be in another decade. Yeah, and it has something to do with portable electronic devices, but everything to do with uh, automotive, everything to do with, with power for homes and communities and businesses. If you're able to capture solar power and efficiently store that, or wind power or whatever, and efficiently store that, that that's a big development because what what keeps the cost of electric vehicles high? That's the just batteries. You, you, uh. I couldn't have said it better. When we take a look at how much we use electricity and the overtaxing of our grid today, this is going to be absolutely vital to keep the entire planet spinning in a proper method. I, I'm mind boggled by just how much. And I got to say this too: 
I recommended an HP laptop for a gentleman last week, 15.6 inch, and they're advertising 13 hours of battery life. Now, even if that's got some sales fluff in it, I believe you should expect eight and a half to nine hours. That's tremendous on a laptop computer that weighs three pounds. I, I, I'm just mind boggled by all of it. Love it. Absolutely love it. Yeah, battery technology is a big, big deal as we move forward to try to take advantage of, of things like solar because the sun's only up X hours a day. Absolutely. And, and being able to store that power generated and using it when it's cloudy or dark is uh, a very important going forward and making that affordable. Phone number is 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. Tech Talk with Doug continues in a moment. One thirty-five Tech Talk underway. Doug Swinhart in studio. It's been a while with a lot of Twins games. Twins play tonight. It's Joe Maurer night at the ballpark today, and our coverage begins at 3 o'clock. We'll be live from Target Field. Pre-game show at 5.30. Then uh, Joe Maurer's uh, number seven retired uh, in a ceremony, and then the ball game tonight, Twins and Royals. Uh, game two of the three-game set coming up tonight. By the way, our phone number here on Tag Talk, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That's 81807. All right, uh, someone set up an email account, a new one, but uh, made a mistake entering info when signing up. Can that account be deleted? Can it be changed? I suppose it depends what the mistake is. Yeah, that's um, if, it, if, it, if it's Gmail, you're probably better off to just let it die on its own and create another account. Um, it, it really depends on what the email address is. Most of the time you can get a hold of, if it's like CenturyLink or Comcast, nothing, give them a call and they'll just change it for you or, or wipe it out and let you redo it. Um, that usually isn't a big deal. It, it really, it shouldn't be a big deal. Yeah. It, it is one of those where you, you should be able to contact, but like I say with Gmail, one of those free accounts, yeah. you can just go ahead and set up another one, forget about the other, or or maybe link the other account with the mistake just in case you have some contacts exactly. over there and segue over. Absolutely, exactly. Well, Gmail's pretty flexible in that area. so Yeah. Um, Doug, let, let's follow up a little bit on, on a couple of things we talk about from time to time on the program, and it is a good refresher because I, I think people get in good habits and then bad habits creep in, and that is backups and backing up data. Once again, hardware, it's more and more affordable. You talked about the SSD drives. Uh, they're practically giving them away. Oh, yeah. The, the, the equipment itself uh, can, can be relatively easy to replace. There, there is a dollar amount, but you cannot attach a dollar amount to your data. Exactly. Uh, one thing I would really want to mention in vo- adding to this, is I recently had a lady, I took care of her computer, and we talked about doing actual copies to an external hard drive, plus she had Windows and Linux both on her machine. Um, And as she was moving things, she called me several days after she had her computer and says, well, I'm out of disk space. I said, excuse me? How can that be possible? Well, I looked, and here she had copied her pictures, which she never renamed, 
So they're all the DSC 00001234, and then put in a new card, and then they start over again. So we've got duplicate file names, but they're different pictures. So we can't just run a piece of software and say, find me the dupes, because they're different. So now she's copied on top of copied on top of copied up to six gigabytes, and I'm sure she doesn't have that kind of pictures. But now she's got to sit down and somehow sort through these pictures they should be renamed within a week or two of you taking these pictures. Or you could send them up to Google Photo under your Gmail account and just kind of put a little square in there. And if somebody's picture's in there, Google will do a facial recognition. Somehow these things need to be sorted in such a method to where when you look at the file name, it makes sense to what the picture is. Yes, I know we've got thumbnails, but you don't want 19 files with the same name. Mm. That's a big, big no-no. Nonetheless, when I explained this to this lady, and she went, oh, my, I said, listen, it's better to have it and not need it. I would rather see you in the shape that you're in and having multiple copies than one day looking and going, oops, this is missing. So even if you make a mistake, move forward, and we'll sort it out later, but get copies. Absolutely the best advice you could give. Yeah, once again, backups can be tricky. A lot of people like to do it differently. Some are willing to pay a Mosey, a Carbonite, other services to automatically back up all their data, and that's fine. But I find for the really important stuff, uh, a, a photo of a, a graduation or whatever, you know, you, you want to have multiple backups. But for me, if it's really important and I don't want to lose this, I generally will email it to myself or email it to a number of accounts that I have. I've got an old Yahoo account. I have a Gmail account. I have my work account. You know how that goes. You never Absolutely. you never know when the wave's going to hit the beach, so to speak. But my point being is, in your personal email, having a copy emailed to yourself is also a pretty reliable, a pretty reliable way to have a backup. I absolutely love that approach. And whenever I explain that as well to, to people, I they go, well, but what if my email account gets, well, myswinhart at gmail.com was actually created within the first year that Gmail was available. I have never deleted a message out of there. And I believe I still got like 15 gigabytes of space left on that. They were doing 25 gigs back then. So in order for me, and then you go, well, but how would I find it? You can actually go right to the search and put in the subject and whatever you put it in for a second, you might want to do saved photos, saved data. That type of interaction with your email, to me, makes so much sense because that one particular document, that one particular spreadsheet or picture or whatever, you've got that baby safe and sound. It's on your hard drive. It's on an external hard drive. It's up in the cloud on storage. Plus, you've taken the next step and sent it again to an email account. I love that concept. All right, let's go to Dave and Blaine. Dave, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, I've got a uh, Lenovo laptop about four years old, running Windows 7, and it's it's always run slow. And I've actually uh, I ran the recovery program off the recovery sector and just kind of did a fresh install that way. Okay. And it still, still runs real slow. Well, it just so happens I've gotten done with three Lenovo's almost in that same time frame in the last month or two. I love those machines. And solid state drive is absolutely your answer. 
Now, you're going to want to have to prepare. You want to know, uh, do I want to put Windows? Do I want to put uh, Linux? Do I want to put both? In your particular case, I would do both. I would put Windows Professional on one sector, and I would put Linux Mint or Linux Lite on the other. With your Lenovo, it's probably going to end up being Linux Mint. Absolutely wonderful performance. To give you an idea, if you did this with a dual boot, it would take about eight seconds to get to the boot menu. You would actually select Windows or Linux, hit enter. From the time you hit enter, regardless of the operating system, you're going to be up and ready to roll in about 20 to 25 seconds. Linux is usually four to eight seconds quicker than Windows, but that's a phenomenal. You, you have the perfect machine for a solid-state drive. I, I just couldn't say it any plainer. Thank you for the call. And if you want me to do the work, I would love to do the work. Thanks again for the call. Here's a good one. I know with the old CRT monitors, the old cathode ray tube monitors with the glass screen. The big ones. You you just take Windex and a paper towel and clean those. Or vinegar. But but now a lot of these screens are some sort of composite material. Doug, what do you clean screens with? You know, the best thing I have found, and you can get it on eBay, Amazon, Target, Walmart, is find the 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 Zeiss, I think it's pronounced Zeiss, Z-U-E-S-S, lens cleaner for your glasses. The oh. last time I bought that stuff, I bought four great big bottles. I think they were 12 ounces each, and I think it cost me 8 bucks. But even your television sets, the, this is phenomenal. Light spray, Kleenex, wipe it off, and a soft cloth. And by the way, if you're using this to clean something stubborn, don't try to get it all at once. It made a little bit today, a little bit tomorrow, a little bit the next day. But your screens will stay intact, and I use them on my cell phone as well. I I love that stuff. That And I think it's cheap. Now, if you go buying a bottle of something that says computers, it's kind of like buying marine paint for your boat. Yeah. I, you know, it's going to, it may have some extra stuff. I don't, but I'm not certain it's worth it. And I have probably 20 years now with LEDs and LCDs. At, this is really the answer. It truly is. Never use Windex. Never use vinegar. Never put a newspaper to these things. Just can't be done. It's not regular glass. People don't realize this, but many of these LEDs have a thin screen on the front. You can't see it. You can't feel it, but it's there. And these harsher chemicals will have an effect on that thin, thin screen. So, yeah, your best bet is just lens cleaner, camera lens cleaner, eyeglass cleaner, whatever you can get that's the cheapest, rock and roll. Yeah, and and be gentle. Oh, yes. Don't, don't press too much. Well, everything in technology is that way today. You, you can't be manhandling any of this equipment. It's all finger touch. All very lightly. And if you ever take a Mac apart, that is crucial. When you put those screws back in, nearly everybody I know that started working on Macs over-tighten. Then the next time, you're not going to get it out. I mean, this is very, very small equipment. Very small screws. So just lightly, lightly. If you feel it snug, it's done. You're done. You're there. To the tag sign at 81807, will Windows 7 OEM version work with Linux VirtualBox? Yes, absolutely. Now, um, Oracle VM machine, virtual machines, has changed over the years. We used to be able to actually download free of charge the 64-bit version of virtual machine or virtual box. 
which means you could put a 64-bit operating system in that. Today, the only one you can download for free is the 32-bit. But if you're thinking about going in this direction to purchase VirtualBox or Virtual Machine from Oracle, it's not expensive. I can't recall exactly what it is. I think it's under $20. I would highly suggest that you use the 64-bit, but absolutely. And, in fact, many beta testers have a Linux base. Their operating system is Linux, and they'll create virtual machines for Windows 7, Windows 8, Windows 10, sometimes four or five different editions of Windows 10. Yeah, this is this is about as slick as it can get right there. Yeah, that's uh, absolutely capable. Here's a good one on uh, the text line, and I think it's worth visiting about. Um, someone heard in their neighborhood that uh, if, if they're on Comcast Xfinity, that uh, sometimes my... Signal isn't as good at night when everybody's home watching TV and on the computer. Is that is that how it works? That uh, it's kind of a shared pipe, and if more people are on, it's it's not as good. I I've heard that as well, and I I think that that that's interesting. I haven't had any experience with this directly. I can tell you at my house that is absolutely not the case. Never has been. Now, I do know that Comcast, Xfinity Comcast, has been rolling out new equipment across the metro area for the past 10-plus years. If you happen to be in one of these areas that's just they're just finally getting to, that might be the cause. I'm not certain if they're running out of bandwidth is what the caller or the texter is. And, and it comes indicate. to streaming video that... Uh, Particularly in the evening, you know, they're watching a show and they're streaming that, that there will be sometimes uh, a buffering issue, if you will. You know, interestingly enough, though, I will say this. We watch a lot of Amazon Prime at my house. Mm -hmm. My Samsung smart TV has a direct connection to Prime, which I can get to from my TV. And I like to use that the best. Now, my... Xfinity Comcast box also has Prime underneath the apps. There are times in the evening and the weekends that I actually can't get to my Prime using the direct from my Samsung and have to go through my DVR. That's never made sense to me. Everything on the DVR side runs considerably slower. I'm waiting as much as 60 seconds for the shows to come up and to change menus and and on the direct connect, it's like instant. So this particular texture may indeed be onto something. I'm not certain. I don't want to blame Comcast Xfinity. I know that there's an awful lot of people using it, and I have to admit, nights and weekends, that's going to be the busiest. So there really may be something to this. I can't commit to saying yes or no, but I'm thinking it's very likely. And thank you so much for the text. It was a great text. All right, we'll come back. We'll talk about Linux Mint and update problems there. By the way, if you have a question for Doug, still time, 651-989-9226. And that's good for all our programs here on CCO. Or you, you can text 81807. That's been a popular option today. It is 10 minutes down in front of two, all the weather at two. It is Tech Talk, Doug Swinhart in studio. We'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program. All right, uh, let's go to the oh, let's let's go to the text line as promised here. Um, in Linux Mint, uh, 
I'm not getting automatic updates when I click install updates. Uh, do I need to do something different? Yeah, there's a, you might be, you might need to, under the updates, look for a new server and give it time to train. And if you have trouble with that, give me a call. There's probably a quick fix to this. Um, but when you open up that update, um, it should give you a chance to change the channel or to change the servers. And I normally won't go with the fastest ones. But I'm looking for an extension of .edu. Generally, Princeton um, could be uh, Clarkson. There's several that will run 3.3 to 4.0 megabits per second download speed. The way fast ones are usually commercial Internet service providers, and they fluctuate more. And I don't know if they stay as current as the colleges. So I generally go with the colleges. But if you have trouble with that, give me a call. We'll walk right through it. It won't take us no time at all to get that fixed. All right, an update uh, from our text line on 5G. When is this going to get rolled out? People are hearing great things. Speaking of streaming video, uh, my understanding is once 5G is available in your neighborhood, if you're, you're able to get that, um, that, that's going to be a, a game changer for those uh, video streamers. I'm actually watching this by the day with the news reports and the IT people. And I have to tell you, Steve, I am completely torn here. It, we've got our supporters that are saying it's the latest, the greatest, the biggest, the best. And then we've got our detractors that are saying, listen, it ain't ready for prime time yet. You got to be two to 300 feet away from a cell tower. You can't have any obstructions. I'm not I'm not certain which position to take at this point. I do know that Verizon was pushing it pretty hefty. Sprint started pushing it hefty, but AT&T kind of laid back, and now they're starting to roll it out. But they're not rolling it out as fast as what I would think they would roll it out if it's really ready for prime time. If it's that fussy for obstructions, I worry about the metro area. We got a lot of buildings, a lot of traffic, tunnels, and that kind of thing. I'm not certain. I I cannot give an opinion yet. I We got to wait and see. I, for one, am not willing to be one of the beta testers, especially at adding three to $700 for phone to make it 5G com- compatible. But uh, I would say... Dollar for dollar, you might want to wait a while. And right out of the gate, it sounds like that you're going to pay a premium oh. to have access to it as well. So th- this is a wait-and-see thing for sure. I think so. I just can't can't nail it down to, to give a firm commitment to this yet. Just not quite time. Yeah. All right, Doug, we've got to run your phone number and email. Hey, thank you so much. 651-552-9543. And, of course, WCCOTech.com wccotech.com 651-552-9543 steve great to see you yeah good to see you doug we'll see you down the road when uh the twin schedule allows as we move through the summer doug swinhart tech talk in studio here on the cco we got to run we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.